Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to New York. Attention fans, this is the Devil's State of Mind podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now here's your host, Neil Villapiano! And what is going on, Devils fans? It is, as always, your host, your best friend, your confidant, Neil Villapiano, and welcome to another edition of the Devil's State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as Sportswire Radio, the absolute best place to get everything you need to know about your New Jersey Devils. And as always, guys, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to check this episode and all the episodes out, whether it's here on YouTube at Devil's State of Mind or also wherever you get your podcast. Just know that I always greatly greatly appreciate and I hope you had the chance to go check out our most recent episode episode 16 with our good friend and big time Devils fan Pasha from Spittin' Chicklets we had a great sit down last week so I really hope you guys go check out that episode if you haven't already and then you come back and finish this episode 
But as always, guys, also shout out to all of our sponsors here with the Devil State of Mind podcast. First and foremost, we got SeatGeek. Use promo code Devil State of Mind to get $20 off your first purchase of any sporting event or concert that you uh, that uh, of your desire. So make sure again to use Devil State of Mind to get $20 off your first purchase. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Devil State of Mind podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. And when you sign up, use our promo code THPN to get $200 in risk-free bets when you first sign up. So you can make a bunch of really Risk-free bets with so many different sporting bets going on. You got obviously hockey. You got basketball. You got the NFL playoffs going on right now. Wild card weekend is going on right now. And you're going to have a bunch more games. And also, I know it's a little premature, but you do have baseball coming up in within the next month. Pitchers and catchers will be uh, reporting to spring training. If you could believe it, that we're already getting ready for another uh, another baseball season. But make sure when you sign up for DraftKings to get in on all of the huge cash prizes and get a little bit more money for yourself, use our promo code THPN to get $200 in risk-free bets. And last but certainly not least, a big shout-out to Horns and Tail Napa Valley, the official wine club of the New Jersey Devils, and also the official wine sponsor of the Devils State of Mind podcast. And use my promo Promo code DEVILSTATE at checkout to get 10% off all of your orders of some of the best tasting California wine with also really, really cool Devils designs. It is the perfect gift for Devils fans like yourself or the Devils fans that are in your life. So again, use promo code DEVILSTATE when you check out at Horns and Tail Napa Valley to get 10% off your orders. So as always, shout out to all of our sponsors, which sponsor the Devil State of My Podcast and the Hockey Podcast Network. So the Devils are officially done with their little road trip that they just had in Tampa and then, you know, Sunrise, Florida. And then uh, actually today, earlier today in Boston, I'm recording this just after five o'clock on Monday evening. So this is uh, coming just a little bit after the Devils took on the Boston Bruins. And we will obviously get into that. We're going to the main part of this episode is going to be going through these last three games, this whole road trip. We're going to look a little bit ahead because I do have some exciting news that I want to share with you that involves uh, a little bit of traveling from yours truly. And also, I do want to talk a little bit more about the Devils potentially having a little bit of stability in net. You know, we'll see. And you can see by the title of this episode, it's kind of kind of the main thing that I want to talk about uh, here in this one for sure. But as always, guys, we have a bunch to get to here on the Devil State of Mind podcast. So let's not waste any more time and get rolling. And we'll get rolling and drop the puck with. We're first going to talk about the Devils' 4-3 overtime loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning last week. And what was important, I think, for the Devils in this one is that they were down 3-1, to fought all the way back in the third period to tie it. They even took the lead for a moment on a Michael McLeod goal, but... It was ruled moments later for offside, so the goal did not count, unfortunately. And then the Devils ultimately lost the game in overtime on a radish overtime goal over the glove of Vitek Vanacek. And I really felt like overall in this game, the Devils deserved better. I felt that the Devils deserved better. I felt that Vitek Vanacek in some degree deserved better. I felt that they should have won the game. 
That's the way that I look at it. This should have been a win. And it's frustrating, especially facing a team that's just above you in the standings for the wild card spot. You don't want to give them any sort of opportunities to grab points. I know the game was in Tampa. I know the Devils are depleted, blah, 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 blah. That's that's literally what you're going to hear every game moving forward until this team starts getting healthy. But I really, really felt that the Devils deserved a better fate in this one. I felt that they played overall pretty well despite giving up four goals. I thought they really, you know, they had a system that was working. I felt that they had a lot of really, really good opportunities, but it just wasn't enough. And I will say, you know, once again, that Vitek Vanacek wasn't great. He wasn't god-awful or anything like that, but he wasn't great. Um... I just want to say with the shorthanded goal, the second one that uh, Glenn Denning scored in the first period, say what you want about Vitek Vanacek not being able to stop that puck, especially from as far as it was. The reality is also Luke Hughes shouldn't have lost his balance and turned over the puck on the power play in his own zone. I mean, and I've seen a lot of that from Luke Hughes of, of late where he's really struggling to stay on his feet. And somebody today on Twitter did mention to me that it's possible that Luke Hughes right now is going through a little bit of that, you know, rookie year funk. Maybe he's getting a little bit burned out physically and that he needs a break. Well, luckily enough, the all-star break is coming up. Um, you know, Luke Hughes is obviously not going to take a break anytime soon, but I do hope that the Devils can get to the all-star break in a decent position where they can have a couple of days off just to rest refocus, and then get ready for the rest of the season. Um, to which we are now currently at the exact halfway point of the year after this game against the Bruins. The Devils have now fit, played half of the season um, at this point. So, you know, when you look at when you look at this game, it was frustrating. I think it was frustrating because I didn't think the Devils played all that poorly. Um, and I just wish that they had a better fate uh, in this one. It sucked also for that Michael McLeod goal because that came just moments after we tied it. And the Devils just kept pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing. But they could not get the result that they wanted. Nonetheless, I think it was important for them to still get a point and get off to a decent start on this uh, little road trip here. And that got them ready for the next game that they that they, uh, that they they had, and that was against the Florida Panthers. And I just want to say up front that going into this one, I didn't have the world's best expectations. Uh, I thought that the Tampa game was the devil's best chance when I looked at these three games on this road trip. I honestly felt that the Tampa game was the best chance the Devils had of getting a win. So going into this game on Saturday night, I didn't really know what to expect. I, I didn't have the good vibes. I had a couple of people that, you know, asked me what I felt, you know, the vibe was going into this game. And I told them that I honestly didn't know. I was hopeful that the Devils would play well. Um, but was I super overly confident? No. Well, the Devils certainly found a way to quiet me up as they came away with a massive 4-1 to one win over the Florida Panthers in Sunrise in what I felt was one of the more impressive efforts. Overall, it was a good defensive structure by Lindy Ruff. I felt that they got some timely goal scoring and they got some timely goaltending from Nico Dawes, who really, really played well in this one. He stopped 36 of 37 shots that he faced. Florida kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And, all, and although they were able to score a goal, uh, it wasn't without 
incredible efforts from Matthew Kachuk to set, to set up uh, Sam Reinhardt for that power play goal. Other than that, Nico Dawes was basically flawless. He was tremendous in this one and gave the Devils the confidence that they needed. And again, the Devils got some early goals and some early confidence in this one, and they ultimately were able to not cruise, but certainly get themselves a decisive 4-1 to win. Alexander Holtz and Jesper Bratt both got goals in the first period. Then you had Eric Hollis snipe one through the legs of Sergei Bobrovsky early in the second period. That made it 2 to nothing. And then um, Sam Reinhardt scored, made it 3-1. to And then going into the third period, the Devils really locked it down. Nico Dawes was certainly on his game. John Marino would get an empty net goal, and the Devils would come away with a, like I said, decisive and deserved 4-1 to win. The guys really, really dug deep and got a very unexpected but really important win. Because at that point, you have taken three out of four points on this road trip. So now you have some momentum going into that game against Boston, and you beat a team that was on a nine-game winning streak, which this was the fifth longest winning streak that the Devils have snapped from an opponent in franchise history, which was it made me chuckle because I thought to myself, what is the longest winning streak? And and I, I, I didn't have a chance to look that up, but it was only the fifth longest winning streak. And nine games is no joke, ladies and gentlemen. It is no joke. And considering that this is a Devils team that just last year won 13 in a row, again, still a nine-game winning streak is no joke. But overall, this was a really, really good win by the New Jersey Devils, getting it on the road with so many guys out of the lineup being depleted, and guys just really worked their ass off to get this well, well-fought and well-deserved win. And also, it should be mentioned that with both Holtz and Hulla scoring, they each reached double-digit goals. They both have 10 on the year now. And because of that, the Devils now have eight different guys on this team that have 10 or more goals on the year, double-digit goals. That is the most guys with 10 or more goals on the season than any other team in the NHL. And I remember Nate Bastian, after the game against Florida and also at practice the following day, was talking, you know, was being asked about all of this kind of balanced scoring that the Devils have gotten from a lot of different guys. And he said basically that it just shows you the depth that this team has and that how much Tom Fitzgerald has done a good job of finding guys that can come through and get us some timely goal scoring when we need it, when it's not expected of them as much. But with how depleted the team is right now, how many guys are out, it's good and important for sure to see guys finding ways to get the puck in the back of the net, even when they're playing very little minutes. And I look at a guy like Alexander Holtz, who's playing on the third line. He's not getting the world's greatest amount of minutes, but he's still finding ways to get the puck in the back of the net. And that is really, really important. So overall, it was a really, really big emotional win and an important win for a team that, you know, obviously, you know, struggling up and down without a lot of guys in the lineup, but still found a way to get a win against a lot of odds. So a really, really important win and, um, you know, just a good win overall for the Devils as, again, they knocked, they uh, snapped the Florida Panthers' nine-game winning streak with a uh, decisive 4-1 to win in Sunrise. And so going into what was today's game, earlier today's game, on Monday here against the Boston Bruins, you were hopeful that the Devils would come out and try to end the road trip on a high note, you know, at, at least get a point, maybe even stun a lot of people and get an unexpected win. The Devils did none of that as they came away with a pretty lackluster 3 to nothing loss 
in Boston to the Bruins. And uh, I think I saw the Devils are now 1-8 in the last five years against the Boston Bruins. So they really, really have not been able uh, in Boston, I should also mention, in, in Boston against the Bruins. The Devils have really had very little success against this Bruins team over the last couple of years. And so the Devils finished the season series 1-2-0 and against uh, against the Bruins. And what's really frustrating is when I look back to that, that second game that they played earlier um, – Earlier this year, uh, the Devils were up two nothing, and the Devils should have probably won that game, but they they kicked it away and ultimately lost. But today, I got to be honest with you, there was very little to no life from the good majority of this team. Uh, Nico Dawes, Nico Heischer, Simo Nemitz uh, are three guys, in my opinion, that stand out as guys that I felt played well overall. But I would say the majority of the team did not, just flat out did not, and they did not do a good job of blocking shots. I felt that they really let Nico Dawes, they kind of hung him out to dry. He was spectacular in that first period. Um, and he did everything he possibly could to keep the Devils from going down in this game. But eventually the Bruins were able to get a couple of past him. Um, he gave up two goals because the third goal was an empty netter. And, you know, we're not going to count that. Uh, but nonetheless, again, he had a fairly strong performance, stopping 33 of 35 shots. And, what was really interesting from Dawes after the game is that he said to the media that the two goals he gave up, he felt that he could have stopped. But he also said that sometimes in certain games you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to get there in time. But that shows the confidence that I have. So to me, that's wow, this kid's still a very young netminder showing that type of confidence. And I'm really frustrated with today because I understand, as always, that the devils are depleted. I get it. We don't have Jack Hughes. We don't have Timo Meyer. We don't have Dougie Hamilton. We don't have Andre Pilat. We don't have Tomas Nosek, Jonas Sigathar. We, we don't have a lot of people. And we may not have Brendan Smith moving forward since he injured his leg in the first period of this game and did not return. He will be evaluated back in New Jersey. So we may put yet another player on the injured list. So we're just having fun here. Um, but I get that we have all these injuries. At the same time, I just wish that I got a better effort. It felt like a snooze fest a lot of this game. And maybe Lindy Ruff was just hoping that his team would play to at least get a point. To maybe, you know, just salvage a point. But I just... In many ways, this game felt kind of shameful in terms of the effort. I know that some people might disagree. Uh, but I just felt like I, I maybe I'm expecting too much from a team that's this this uh, this banged up, but it was just frustrating to watch. And then Lindy Ruff not doing a whole lot to change the outcome of the game. He did make that challenge on the uh, James Van Riemsdyk goal that was eventually waved off for offside, so that was a good challenge. But I think back to when the Devils were still down 2 nothing, and they pulled uh, Nico Dawes for the extra skater, and there was about a minute 33 left, and... Lindy Ruff doesn't call a timeout, set set something up, get the guys fired up. I felt like, once again, Lindy Ruff did not get his team ready and energized to play. They didn't play yesterday either, and they're coming off an emotional win, so I don't know where the lack of energy was. You got to give credit where credit is due to Boston. They play their system to a T. They're very, very structured, and they do a lot of things right, and they make very few mental errors. But at the same time, there could be opportunities that were given. And Jeremy Swayman made some good saves, but I don't think there was enough pressure. So it's a frustrating way to end the road trip. But I will say this. 
Getting three out of the possible six points is pretty solid considering what the Devils have right now. So again, we're still just a point or two out of a playoff spot and this, that, and the other thing. And we're get we're slowly but surely going to get healthier. Uh, I just want this team to just get off to better starts. I want this team to have a better game plan going into these games. And I'm looking directly at Lindy Ruff. And that's the way that I look at it from watching this game and watching a lot of the other games. I want to see what I saw against Florida where the team came out and took advantage of opportunities and really pushed the tempo at first. And I want to see that throughout an entire game. And I haven't seen that yet. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for. And uh, I'm hopeful that the Devils can just kind of, you know, forget about this game and regroup. Because the next two games coming up, you are at home on Wednesday against the Canadians. Again, a team that you should beat at home. And then you fly to Columbus on Friday to take on the Blue Jackets. Again, a team you should beat. And you beat them pretty pretty easily 6-3 to three, back, on this, back about a month ago. And then you're at home the very next night against the Dallas Stars, which, by the way, that'll be the game that Sergey Breland will be officially inducted into the Devil's Ring of Honor. So, two of the next three games are incredibly winnable. The Devils need to get these next two games. They need to get these next two games, get some momentum, you know, find a way to win at home a little bit more, and just go from there. And I just have a hunch that we're going to get one or two guys back by the end of this week. I think the most likely guy first is going to come back is Timo Meyer, and then I think the next logical guy would be Andre Pilat. I don't know about Jack Hughes. He's week to week now with an injury, so I guess we'll see what you know how long that's really going to be. But you know, we're just hopeful that this team can get healthy very very quickly. And I know I just mentioned again that we're playing Columbus in Columbus on uh, Friday night. Well. I have some pretty exciting news. Yours truly will be in attendance in Columbus for this game. I will be at Nationwide Arena on Friday when the Devils are taken on the Blue Jackets. Uh, this was something that was planned back in the summer with myself and my cousins. I'm taking my little cousin to his first ever hockey game. It's the first NHL hockey game in general that he's ever been to. So I'm really, really excited to take him. And uh, I'll be there Friday. Um, I'll be in Columbus all day Saturday, and then I will fly back to New Jersey on Sunday morning. So I will not, I probably won't be able to cover Saturday's game against Dallas, but I will obviously be in person in attendance for the game against the Blue Jackets on the 19th. I'm really, really looking forward to that. So make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at Devil State of Mind and also on Twitter at Devil State, where you guys will get a little bit of, uh, I guess I don't want to say behind the scenes, but a really good in-person look at um, Nationwide Arena for one of my one of the few Devils Road games that I've that I've uh, been able to do. This will be one of those that I can check off my bucket list of arenas I haven't been to yet. So I'm really looking forward to it. So I just wanted to uh, mention that. So lastly, here on this on this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit more about. Nico Dawes, because he has been the subject of a lot of talk over the last couple of days. And quite frankly, he's earned it because when you look at how he's played, he's 3-2-0 in his first five games since being called up with a 2.63 goals against average and a .922 save percentage. He is the only goaltender that we have this year that has a goals against average below three and a save percentage well above 900. Now, 
it increased a bunch with how how much how many saves and how much action he saw, particularly today against the Bruins. But he was still very, very strong in net. And I think if you're Lindy Ruff, you want to ride the hot hand. The only thing that does make you a little bit concerned is a couple of things. Well, not the only thing. There's two things that stand out to me. Number one, just like Akira Schmidt, the dude is young. And he still hasn't even played like 30 games in the league yet. I think or not even 40. I think he's played 30 at this point because he he played a bunch two seasons ago and was the only goaltender that we had that had a save percentage above nine in the seven different goalies that we trotted out there. Um, and the other thing is that we have to remember, he is coming off off-season hip surgery and did not get back to playing action until, you know, a couple weeks ago, like three or four weeks ago in December. So he's still kind of recovering, but he did mention a couple of times that this is the best he's ever felt. He feels very strong out there and very loose. So that is a good thing. Um, but I still think that you need to ride the hot hand. And that's what Lindy did. You know, Dawes played really well against Florida, earned the opportunity to play against Boston, played very well, and he did everything he could. Do I think that Lindy Ruff could go to Vitek Vanacek on Wednesday? Of course, I don't put anything past um, Lindy Ruff. But I will say this. I think most likely the next time you're going to see VTech is either in Columbus on Friday or at home against Dallas the following day because it'll be back-to-back. And Lindy Ruff likes to usually use both of his goaltenders in back-to-backs. So the Devils will have the rest of today and tomorrow off, and then they will play um, Wednesday night at home against Montreal. Then they'll have another day off, and then they'll go play a back-to-back in Columbus and then back at home against the Dallas Stars. So we'll kind of see how that goes here. But I think the bottom line is this. We are starting to finally see a bit of stability. It's still a work in progress. It's still... Very early for Nico Dawes, but he is showing some really, really good flashes. And you can see that the confidence and belief from Lindy Ruff is there with him playing Nico Dawes in each of the last two games. And it's really quite impressive what Nico Dawes was able to do against Florida. And at times, even more impressive today what he did against Boston. Now, you can't take Montreal lightly. You can't take Columbus lightly. You have to win these games. You are better than them despite even being depleted. You have a better team. And especially because you're playing Montreal at home. These are two very, very, very important games to get yourself back into a playoff position, to give yourself some confidence while other guys are still recovering and getting back into the lineup. And you got to find a way to win these games. But I will say that it is great to know that we have a little bit of confidence in one of our netminders for now, for now, because things can change. But it's important to see even a young netminder like Nico Dawes playing as well as he's played right now. So we shall see how things continue uh, to progress with him. And also we'll see when's the next time we'll see Vitek Vanacek and and how Lindy Ruff goes um, goes about his goaltending. But It seems like for right now, the Devils finally have some stability between the pipes. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now with code THPN to bet on any of your favorite teams at any moment during these games. DraftKings gives you unbelievable opportunities to cash in on huge money prizes at any point during these games. And also, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction and void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DraftKings.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. 